This is an original podcast from the Jack Radio Network. Discover more on Jack Radio Player. This is Dead British. One brave improviser has no idea which character from history they're about to play, but thankfully, our interviewer knows everything about them. I'm Monica Gaga and every episode we use the tears of our foes and the dream foam that 90s game to bring back a character from British history. Due to that process, some or all of the historical characters' memories might have been affected. So although I know who I'm about to talk to, they don't. So here, finding out who they are at the same time as everyone else, they're British and they were dead. Please welcome Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Hello, hello, Isambard Kingdom Brunel here. Hello, Isambard. And of course, I'm, I'm telling you this, but you know it, of course. You're an engineer. You were known for building so many things. The Docklands, steamships, bridges, tunnels, and the Great Western Railway. Isambard, welcome, welcome. Such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Isambard in the hizzle. <laughs> there we go. Um, Isambard, you are a wizard engineer. That's something that I've just said. Uh, um, other people haven't, but it might um, catch on. And I want to speak to you about, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in dark and I'm going to go in hard. Um, I want to speak to you about that difficult time and you was working closely with your father um, and you created a tunnel underneath the river, river Thames and you were injured when that tunnel flooded. We were building this tunnel and... It's difficult for me to say, but... But please do say it because it's the medium of radio. Yes. <laughs> I'll stop demonstrating it and I'll start saying it. Well, you see, I was... I, I was drilling a hole and then I drilled too deep. The water started coming in. I tried to plug it with my hands and then I got my thumb stuck in the dam. We've all been there. <laughs> so how exactly was you injured? So the thumb is stuck in that dam and what happened next? I had the water pressure of the entire River Thames pressing down upon my thumb and eventually we had to amputate the damn thing just so that we could keep the entire project from flooding. Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. We've actually got um, the doctor that uh, worked on you. Uh, doctor, are you here? Yes, yes, it was a, a terrible, terrible case. Yes, such a shame, such a fine upstanding thumb. If you could, if you could give that thumb three descriptive words what would it be that tip firm uh, it was fine uh, and it was uh, very gentlemanly oh, I remembered well thank you so much Dr Rochester now you designed Paddington station that's correct which is wow I've been uh, I've been through it many a times where did that come from oh well you know I found myself thinking what the area of Paddington really needed was a station and so I thought well why don't we build a station there? That was <laughs> riveting. Now, I know what you're playing coy with me. Oh, I uh, can't help but, it. But there was something else behind that idea. That All right, fine, I'll admit it. <sighs> I happened to be wandering around the wilds of Chile. And while I was in the wilds of Chile, I came across a, a, a small furry creature which could only be described of the ursinine nature, that is to say, a bear. <laughs> and when I asked a local chap what this thing may be called. His name was, his name was Pilkington. But I misheard him and he said, no, 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 my name's, my name's Paddington. He said, well, the bear is a Paddington. No, no, no. I said, no, 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 that's, 
that, that bear is, is that Paddington bear? No, it's not a Paddington bear, but the, the, the idea stuck with me. And so I thought, oh, this bear is adorable. I love this bear. I tried to adopt this bear. It attacked me, so I left it alone. But I then went back to London, went back to the Paddington area, made me think of little Paddington bear, and I thought, well, let's build a train station here. <laughs> oh, what an emotional journey that was. Um, and we've got that tiny little ferocious bear. What? Here, yes, here now. Paddington. <laughs> Stop it, too cheeky. <laughs> Thank you so much there. Um, so you've built Paddington Station inspired by um, a bear that you say, I'm, I'm putting inverted commas around it, tried to adopt. That is abduction, I would say, really. Um, but also, you built the Clifton Suspension Bridge in Bristol. At the time, it was the longest, no bragging, obviously. Well. Um, and it's not the longest anymore, but that's fine. Size doesn't matter so much. Um, but it's still being used today. When you built that bridge, and it was the longest bridge, did you think it was going to last this long? You must be absolutely out of your mind if I thought it would last for a second. May I repeat that it is a suspension bridge. It is a bridge based upon de defying the physics of gravity. It is literally a bridge being held up by cables from a post and it's the long it was the longest one we'd ever created. Honestly, I had two passports ready to abscond back into the wilds of Chile as soon as that thing collapsed into the river. Well, it hasn't, it's still here. But um those conspiracy theories um exist about how the bridge is being brought up. And we've got um uh, somebody that has a, a late night uh uh online show that talks a lot about the the conspiracy theories of actually what's keeping up that suspension bridge. And we've got them here now. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's, so it's the same thing um, what keeps the um, in the crop circles. Uh, when you get the crop circles, the same force that actually forces down the, um, the, the, the crops into those shapes is what keeps the suspension bridge stuck to the clouds. Um, and it's, uh, it comes from the, the little greys, the, the small greys. They, they're the ones that they use their eyes to create this, this, this special force. And that's what it is, what does it. And also Stonehenge. <laughs> wow. Um... I'm saying thank you with my, uh, with my voice, but with my eyes, I'm saying, wow, really? So those, th there's just one of many of the conspiracy theories. So what exactly is keeping this bridge up? Well, I can neither confirm nor deny those, those conspiracy theories because I cannot pretend to understand them. But uh, what I can say is that uh, basically it's held up with cables and good, good hope. Oh, wow. That's engineering, really. Cables, cables and good hope. Now, um, we spoke a lot about uh, uh, railways. I'm going to go in a little bit more. So you tried to create something that you called the atmospheric rail well, railway. So I'm really struggling to put that in That's my mouth. Right. You, you I try don't usually. Um, uh, which moves trains via air pressure. Can you actually talk to me in detail? How does that work? Well, it's funny because... Really, the, the idea of the suspension bridge came to me in a bit of a dream. I had, uh, I had tried, I had been on my travels. Uh, I had been to Chile. I had tried some of their local coca leaves. And all, all of a sudden, I found myself entirely inspired to come up with this idea of the suspension bridge. I had a little more. I wrote a screenplay. I had a little more. Um, and then I came up with this bizarre idea of, of firing a train out of a tunnel like a bullet from a gun using the mere air pressure. Now, um, you said that you were a screenplay. That screenplay was found by some sixth form students from a local college. And we've got an ex excerpt from their, their coursework here, the recorded medium of your screenplay. Woe is me. 
for my bridge is too short and my river too tall. Don't worry, I still like you. It doesn't matter. I was friends with the guy who had the longest bridge, but then I realised it's not all about that. It's not about how long your bridge is, no. but what you drive down it. Yes. Wow. Um, now, that is, that's just a short clip. Um, it actually was three hours long. Um, they, they, they did fail. They did fail their coursework because it couldn't be that long. But I'm glad that it was able to be made. Um, but I want to speak to you more about your creation. It's probably in my top ten of the, the things that you've made. Um, and that's the creation of the great Western railway. I don't know if you've noticed, but actually it's quite difficult to get from point A to point B. And they have these fancy things called trains, and I thought, well, the West could do with one of those. And so basically, I petitioned, I raised funds, I got the grant, wouldn't you know it, there's a train. I, I, I like trains a lot, and, and I build trains and train stations. That's amazing. Um, do you know what I love? I love the way that when you tell a story, you, some people might think, oh, actually, do we want to know about the engineering? No. We want to just know about the love that you have for trains. I love trains! Um, yes. Uh, that's actually a poetry book that you uh, released. Um, and we're just going to hear an excerpt from that poetry book um, from those uh, sixth form students again. In my heart and in my brain, nothing gets me like a train. I will never be the same. My love for you is like a train. Bristol Temple Meads. Thank you so, so much. And if the parents of those children would like to come and get them to the studio, that would be great. Thank you very much. Okay, so... Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to it because obviously the Great Western uh, Railway goes through um, Paddington. But you had a dream, and your dream was that travellers could go to Paddington Station, buy one ticket, and that ticket would take them from London to New York. Mm. So, how did it work out? How did it really pan out? Well, I was having another one of these beautiful fever dreams, uh, and I thought to myself, oh, this New York place, I see it in the newspapers, it seems very delightful, I'd be very interested in going there one day. And unfortunately, I'm not the kind of person who just sits there and just goes, well, I'll wait my turn. No, no! I'm going to build a train, and I'm going to run those train tracks underwater, and I'm going to go across the entire Atlantic Ocean. Wow. And have it pop up back in again, in New York City. So, so the railway actually went underneath the entire ocean. That was my plan. Yeah, we, we were halfway through the Thames one of the time and things were going really well. It was about a week before I lost my thumb. Okay. Um, so so, so it, it didn't pan out? You didn't go underneath the ocean then? Well, you know what? I gave it a shot. I thought, you know what? Someone needs to try out just how easy it is to get to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Turns out it's much more difficult than I thought. Yes, and we've got some of the families of those workers that were trying to build that tunnel. <laughs> I'm just dead sad. <laughs> really sad, really, really sad. Thank you very much. If anyone wants to come and pick up these grieving relatives, that would be great. Um, so you had a dream, you thought you could execute it, um, and it, 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 didn't, it didn't happen. Tell me, where, if you did, and you're saying that actually the railway never got to New York, if it did get to New York, what would be that feeling? 
of getting off that train. Tell me about it. Oh, let me tell you. Have you ever have you ever climbed out of a deep, deep sleep after staying awake for four days writing a screenplay after eating coca leaves? Have I ever climbed out of a deep, deep sleep off a high? No, tell me more. Well, it's like coming out of the ocean itself. You come out and you feel the wind on your face as if for the first time. You come out and you see daylight and it's too much for your eyes. You smell the air and you can smell the wind in a way that you never do when you're awake. And then you will then look around and realize you've got work to do and you get on with your day. But that moment... I wanted to capture that moment. And the best way of doing that was to create a train tunnel underground from London, <laughs> under the Atlantic Ocean, and then presumably days later, popping back up in New York City. Now, um, there's a lot of doctors at the time that said it would be too dangerous for humans to make that travel underneath um, the ocean. And we've got a few of those doctors um, in today that wants to speak to you about that. Uh, yes, it's, it's me, the one, the one who uh, <clears throat> had to deal with the thumb. Yes. Oh, well, just the tip. Just, yes, just the tip of the thumb. But it's still, a gentleman's thumb is, is a sacrosanct thing. I, um, I, was, I, I was very worried about how um, the vapours might build up within the tunnels and suffocate all who went in them. And the, I'm, I'm in total agreement as a second source. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, it's funny that they mentioned the vapours, because of course it was... I was this, pro this was the project in which I was planning on air pressure to really zoom that train along the track all the way to New York. Um, but obviously it, 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 it didn't happen. Nope. Um, there was actually a few really angry New Yorkers because you've actually sold some tickets already from New York to London. Um, do you remember what they said at the time? Oh, yes, I remember it well. They said... Do you know what? We've actually got them here. So you don't have to remember it. <gasps> My so Lord! So we've got some angry New Yorkers who still can't um, uh, book that train ticket. Hey, I, I had to walk here. We're really angry, really, really angry. I live in an apartment and I'm really angry about the ticket. Bagels! <laughs> some say that you ruin New Yorkers forever. Um, some say New York is a beautiful city, which I agree, it's a beautiful city. I've never been there, but I've, I've seen it online. Um, but there's a lot of anger um, in New York and some people say, that's your fault. Well, I mean, I can, only, I can only take so much of the blame, really. At the end of the day, all I did was promise and in two entire nations of people that I could connect them through an air-pressured underground train underneath an ocean at a reasonable price and without anybody getting hurt. Was I wrong on every single aspect of the possibility of this? Yes. Sure. <laughs> but I still think it could have worked. Um, I'm glad that you spoke about the money. There were lots of investors and they want to know where that money has gone. And really, um, historians have tried to um, delve deep um, uh, to find out where the money went. But what did you spend all the money on? Well, it's funny because once you start having coca leaves, you keep wanting to have <laughs> coca leaves. And it, you would not believe the means by which you can just use coca leaves. I used it in everything and every day and all of a sudden all, I found myself with no money at all. Um, we've actually spoke to your um, Cocoa Leaves distributor um, and they're here today. They've got a wor some words to say to you. You promised me a train to transport my coca leaves from Chile. <laughs> Burr! 
Uh, 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 wow. Uh, so you, you've made a lot of people angry with a railway. Now, um, there's one thing that people can say about you is that you're whimsical. Um, you've actually, uh, there's a legend, well, legend says that you designed the box tunnel between Bath and Chippenham so that the sun would shine all the way through it on your birthday. Is that true? Of course it's true. Who wouldn't do that if they were going to build one specific box train tunnel on your birthday? Why, what on earth would make you do anything else? Exactly, and I know there was like one very special birthday surprise that some of your close friends uh, did for you. What, what was that? They brought to me a captured bear from Chile. <laughs> Wow, um, it was definitely uh, raucous. We've got some of your friends um, um, here today to talk us about that birthday surprise. Oh, it was so fun. It's, yes, such a surprise. <laughs> yes, yes, just, let's just hide in the tunnel, we thought, and then we'd just like pop out with a bear on his birthday, light behind us, golden, golden furry bear. <laughs> and yes, yes. Now, it's time to get personal. Your parents. Your mother was once thought to be a British spy. Well. Is, is this new news to you or is this something he was aware of? I must admit I was aware of it. One cannot escape rumours more than one can escape damn fools with conspiracy theories about aliens holding up your suspension bridge. And ultimately, I have to admit I have heard these rumours that I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, wow. So she was very active in the, um, the French um, Revolution. And we've actually um, got your uh, mummy here today. <gasps> oh, darling. Mother! Oh, yes, yes. I, I, I was a spy. What? Oh, well, you gave up very easily. So <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I, th I, I thought spies would be more subtle. Fair enough. It's not so high stakes. Now everyone's dead, really, is it? <laughs> <laughs> very true. Sorry for interrupting you, madam. Please continue. No, well, darling, I used to, I used to uh, push you along in your perambulator, or at least Nanny did that, and, and we would hide the documents under your little teeny tiny pillow and inside your little teeny tiny rattle. Uh, and that's how we used to, uh, yes, pass messages across. Um, and we've actually got a scene of that, um, of how your mum incorporated you in the espionage. Faster, Mammy, faster. Yes. <laughs> Here we go, looby loo. Here we go, looby lie. Here we go, looby loo. All on a Saturday night. On a Saturday night. A suspension bridge is only as good as its suspended disbelief. So that was maybe your inspiration as um, as a child. Those um, uh, it's interesting how uh, the Russians were part of the French Revolution, obviously. And um, I can understand why people might think that your mother was a French spy, um, uh, fraternising with uh, Russians. Do you know? I feel like I've uh, maybe I got personal, but I want to speak about something that might be a quite sensitive subject. So. Um, Apparently, and this is the question I was just asking you, it was quite sensitive about your height because you, um, as we both know, you're uh, five feet tall. Yes. So, um, yeah, so do you want to share about, uh, share about that? Yes, well, you see, I come from a society and a time and a place where height was of absolute currency. If you were, if you were five foot tall, you were, not, you, you were often looked down upon. 
Uh, literally and figuratively. Mm. And uh, ultimately, I attempted to try and ad try and use my whimsical ways to try and expand my height. But ultimately, I'm five foot tall, and you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm glad. I'm glad. You should be proud of yourself. Definitely, body positivity. Now, I suppose you can be more positive about yourself because. You were a child genius. That's right. At eight, you was doing um, um, amazing things, things um, that someone even as an, an adult age uh, wouldn't be able to do. Um, and we've actually got a, a scene here from uh, one of your schoolhouses, because you went to many schools. I did. Here's one scene from just one of the schoolhouses you went to. Bruno. Yes? I've been looking at your work, and I am astonished. Well, thank you. It is a... Uh... It is a, a, a small combustion engine uh, running off of potatoes and in, combusting and creating smoke and uh, flying across the room. Yes, and I'd only ask you to draw a picture of your mother and father. <laughs> you were an amazing child, an absolutely amazing child. But sometimes amazing childs sometimes grow up to be quite foolish men. So you actually, was it true that you once inhaled a coin whilst performing a conjuring trick and had to be strapped to a board and that board had to be turned upside down to free that coin um, from you? You know what? Stag parties are crazy. <laughs> Definitely. Um, let's just go back to um, the moment before that trick went ahead. Come on, Izzy. Come on, do your trick. Do your go coin on. trick, Izzy. Come on, come on. Come, come on, on. get in the lads. This come is on. my last day of freedom, yes. uh, and I want to do something that matters. Do a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Benny. All right, Benny. Okay. Well, uh, yes, we're both called Benny. Yes. Both yes. Of us. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so... I've uh, got a coin here, got a coin here, gonna throw it up and throw it around and uh, if I can just catch it with my teeth. <gasps> oh, oh! So this is a trick apparently you've done many, many a time um, and this has happened each time you've done it. Yes. Um, is that, that you inhaled the coin. Yes. So actually your friends had quite a strange reaction afterwards. And let's see a scene of that, um, the fallout from that. Yes. And now I go throw it in my hand and throw it in the air. And, oh, 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 it goes, it goes. Oh, hell. Oh, it's up my nose. Oh, not again. We were going to use that to pay for the champagne. Rats. Ugh, bring the board out. <laughs> get, get the ropes. Yeah, get the ropes. Get the board. Wait, I really think there's a more effective way of getting this out of my body. Up you go. Oh, oh, I'm upside down now. But apparently there wasn't. That was the, the most effective way to get that, um, that coin from lodged in. Where was it lodged inside? You inhaled it, but where? So effectively, it went up. It it kind of ricocheted off of the off of the bone of my nose, the cartilage there, and just it was a little bit like that scene in Austin Powers' uh, International Man of Mystery, where the the sort of cart he's driving ends up perfectly square in the corridor, and that's exactly what happened to this coin. It bounced off my nose, became completely perpendicular with the opening, and uh, caused quite the blockage. Wow, but it didn't affect your um, your way with the ladies. No. Uh, no, because you married Mary Elizabeth Horsley um, in 1836, and uh, you went on to have three children. Tell me about the, the little ones. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we, of course, had uh, Larry, Barry, and Jerry. Um, and uh, they, they're they really the, the, lights of, the lights of our lives. Um, but there was a lot of conflicts between the children. We've actually got a scene here of the, some of the classic arguments they used to have. Oh, Larry! Shut up, Barry. I'm the favourite. Oh, no, I'm the favourite. Watch this. I can swallow coins just like Dad. Oh. And that's how one of your child died. Um, 
gosh. Um, which is, yeah, just a really obviously difficult time for um, you and your um, your wife. But um, in fact, tell us what happened after you, um, uh, you buried them. There was a strange happening that happened with that child, Larry. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. A bear in the desert is as good as two in a bush. <laughs> and what did that actually mean? You know, I still don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, a bear in the desert is both two in the bush. Sometimes I've wondered whether that, whether that Paddington bear was trying to get back in touch with me, but clearly we bump into each other a lot, so apparently not. So you're telling me the spirit of Paddington Bear was being channeled um, through a Russian man, is that what you're saying? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying, is that the, the, the Paddington Bear is somehow transposing himself, possessing the body of a Russian spy, and trying to get in touch with him. Now, this is not the first time that you said that you've been haunted by a bear. Let's actually see a reenactment of an, uh, another time this bear has haunted you. And so you'll see, gentlemen, that in, at this point in the construction, we should, in fact, put a tunnel square enough that we can have a perfect sun, perfectly sunny day. <laughs> Are you feeling all right, Mr. Jacobs? <laughs> Gee whiz, it's the ghost of a bear! What? Wow. <laughs> so this would happen many a time to you. It happens with remarkable frequency. Now, Isambard, it must have been incredibly flattering to have your life turned into a musical. Um, what did you enjoy most about Brunel, the musical? Oh, I thought it was absolutely wonderful. The way that the staccato score, the way the, the, the music just trots along like a locomotive bounding over the hill. Um, you were definitely, well, you definitely are a man of many skills, and that's why... This love song that you, who did you devote this love song to in your musical? Oh, of course I devoted it to my wife, Mary, with whom I had Larry, Barry and Jerry. And this is just a, a love ode to her. Darling, you standing over there. Ah, I can see your beautiful flowing hair. Ah, Darling. Where from are you in my heart? Ah, 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 ah. You cause me to create art. I'm over here And I love you My silly dear Oh, you send love to my heart You send love to my brain I've got an empty tunnel And I think you've got a steam train Mary, Mary Brunel Mary me like a train Nothing I will never be like the same I really do love trains you're my favorite that's to blame trains. 
I really just love my trains. Ooh. I just really just came. I really, really just trains. Wow. Mary Brunel. You know, <laughs> I love how the musicals really captured my the the way in which I personally struggle to stay in tune and on rhythm. Um, I think also the fact that you did say it was a love story to your wife, but really it seems like the truth of affair was with trains. Trains, absolutely. Yeah. I really, really like trains, Monica. I don't know if I've made this clear. Well, it's clear there's, there's a lot of numbers about trains and this next number, well, it's really, really raunchy, but appropriate for this time of day. <laughs> Um, 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 what, what is the title of this song? Oh, this one's <laughs> this one's called Steam. <laughs> gonna get steamy. Gonna get really steamy with this combustion engine. Mm. Baby, you know what under this bridge. I Baby, you know what I want. I want your steam. Trains are more sexual than they seem. <laughs> Ride and rhythm. Stick it to them. <laughs> Emit vapor and feel the heat of the steam. steam. Good, steamy, good, steamy. The steam. You better keep on track with this love ballad that I've got to trains. You're always running on time and you're running always through my mind. You're a miracle of engineering and I'm feeling that the end is nearing. Getting close, we're getting hot. Things are getting steamy. Steam with steam. Than, um, than I expected. The incredible cast of Brunel the Musical. <laughs> this has been the life of Isambard Kingdom Brunel as brought to you by Liam Webber, Rebecca McMillian, Ed Farger, Sam Marshall, and I'm Monica Gaga. This has been Dead British. Dead British, the improvised history show on Union Jack Radio. British on Union Jack Radio has been supported by the Audio Content Fund.